now the Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. This is the word of God for the people of God. I assure you, Jesus says, that when you have fed the hungry, gave drink to the thirsty, welcomed the stranger, clothed the naked, cared for the sick, visited those who are in prison, when you have done these things for one of the least of these, those who are members of my family, you've done it for me. You've seen me in the least of these. And you have responded with compassion. You've responded with the same grace that God extends to you through me, Jesus says. Whether we do or don't see Jesus in the least of these and respond as Christ would, love them, privilege their well-being over our own, this is the basis upon which we will inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for us by God. During Advent, we've looked through the kaleidoscope of the sacred and have experienced time, people, spaces, all of them as sacred. And we've experienced others and ourselves as God's holy love incarnate in the world. Sacred being. Because of the experience of God's love, we are called to offer our very selves, our being, in service to the spreading of this great good news that we receive on Christmas Eve. On this Sunday, before the turn of the new year, we end our series, our sacred series, by dedicating ourselves to these acts of mercy and justice. In anticipation of that, I want to celebrate some things that I have seen in the news and that I've seen here in this community. I've run across a couple of very cool news stories over the past couple of weeks, and I want to share a couple of them with you. First of all, there's this story. This man is named Jose Aguilar, and he is a Honduran who lives in Tijuana right now, and he runs a restaurant called Honduras 504 with his wife, Lillian. And when he heard that there was a caravan of mostly Honduran people 
headed his way, migrants who were coming, he felt in his heart that there was something he needed to do. He had to respond to this need in some way. So he and his wife shut down their restaurant and they began to cook specifically for those who were coming um, to the border. And then there's Moses' elder. This is Moses' elder. Um, he was recruited by this man who every year, he's a wealthy businessman, he prefers to remain anonymous, but every year around Christmas he goes around and hands out $100 bills to people. And he calls himself the secret Santa. Well, this year he went to Phoenix and he recruited this man, Moses Elder, who is a homeless man, to help him be secret Santa this year. And so what he did is he stood on the, on the street with his sign, as he usually does, and um, responded to people who noticed him and who took time to show him some attention. So the test sort of was whether or not those who were walking by recognized the holy or the sacred in this man, Moses. And um, so he would give away money to anyone who took time to notice him. The, the anonymous secret Santa had given him $3,000 to disperse as he saw fit. And um, this particular man slowed down as he was passing by and he dropped some coins in Moses' cup, even though he, this man with the plaid on, had, has seven children of his own. And up until that moment, he had no idea how, was he, how he was going to provide Christmas gifts for his own family. Still, out of the kindness of his heart, he dropped a few coins into his cup. And then Moses stopped him, talked to him for a few minutes, and handed him $100, which of course brought tears to the man's eyes because now he knew that he would be able to buy something for his children for uh, Christmas. Our own Christmas in October efforts this year have been more successful than ever before, thanks to all of you. Thank you, thank you. Um, we distributed at least 150 blankets and many hats and scarves and gloves to people who live on the street through mobile loaves and fishes. We were able to deliver around 4,500, a few more than that, Christmas cards and 1,200 stamps to the Lockhart Prison Facility so that inmates there could send Christmas greetings to their families. And then at least a sleigh full of toys was delivered to the Blue Santa Toy Drive. And then, I didn't have pictures of the first three, but here we go with some pictures. Um, through Any Baby Can, we provided Christmas gifts for seven families. And then uh, we had a lot of people, a huge group of people, who split up into groups and went caroling at several facilities around Austin, bringing joy and cheer to a whole bunch of people who live there, who find it difficult to get out and about um, and participate in all of the Christmas festivities that are happening here at the church and other places. And then through Women's Storybook Project this year, 600 brand new books were processed and carefully packed. Here's a couple of our volunteers who helped make that happen. And then there were four volunteers from our congregation who went down to La Posada in Brownsville, Texas to provide Christmas and a Christmas party for some residents there. There were some other pictures of this event, but I wasn't sure which ones I was authorized to share. I was told that what happens in Brownsville stays in Brownsville. <laughs> Needless to say, they had a lot of fun. And then finally, 
was the week before Christmas and all through the South, volunteers were working from house to house. The shingles were stacked in the driveway with care in hopes that the Egans soon would be there. <laughs> the Egans were helping to lead this effort um, of, of roofing this house. And I want to thank Jim Balthazar for his creative poetic flair. That was the beginning of a poem that he adapted um, to celebrate this event and a whole year's worth of service um, in the Victoria area responding to those who were affected by Hurricane Harvey over a year ago. Um, but volunteers went down the week before Christmas, spent that last week before Christmas, putting a roof on this two-story home down there um, that was destroyed during the hurricane. And all of the supplies and everything that was needed to install that roof were provided by do donations that you, this congregation, provided. So. I know that that family's Christmas was much brighter as a result of your generosity um, and their willingness to show up and do the work. Um, I know that there are efforts that this church um, has engaged in in the past several months that I have missed, and I am sorry for those that I have failed to mention, but suffice it to say this congregation is very generous and very willing to share um, of the gifts that they've been given, and I want to celebrate that. And we're going to celebrate that through um, some stations and through uh, a ritual here in just a moment. I'm not going to say a whole lot more because you, this congregation, those who are gathered here this morning, you are going to preach the rest of this sermon. Um, you're going to do that St. Francis of Assisi style, who said, if you've ever read one of my emails, you've seen the quote at the bottom of it, but he said, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. So today, we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to proclaim the good news. We're going to tell it on the mountain through our acts of kindness. And we're going to begin that by coming forward as the ushers guide you to have your hands anointed for this sacred doing that we're going to engage in. And then you can disperse to one of three stations, or you can go to more than one station if you, if you want to do that. But what we have up here are, um, over at this table, you can assemble dignity bags, which are bags that we deliver to the border um, to, to hand out to people who are waiting to uh, find entry or who have just come across the border, but they don't have some of the basic um, toiletries and necessities that they need to kind of care for themselves. So that's what we'll be doing at this table. Over at this table, you can assemble mana bags, which are bags that... Um, contain in them enough supplies for a person to eat for one day as well as some additional items that help them survive better um, on the street. And here, as you assemble the bags, feel free to take a couple of them with you. And you will also get one of these yellow sheets. And on one side of it, it tells you how to hand out a mana bag. It gives you some tips on how to do that in the most gracious and um, generous manner. And then on the back, just for fun, I put the whole poem that Jim Balthazar adapted because it's just so cool and you've got to read it. Um, so with that, I'm going to invite you to come forward. I want you to come as Jesus calls us to see the sacred in all people and respond with sacred acts of kindness and mercy. Come, inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you since the beginning of time.